I stand here and I look out and I said, well, the Lord must have heard what I said to someone in the bathroom a little bit ago. I was telling them, <laughs> I says, when I teach in the nursery, I feel like I'm right here in everyone's face. And I feel like I have to really rush. And so I like to be in the sanctuary where there's space. So everybody's sitting in the back. <laughs> so the Lord must have heard me. <laughs> I thought that was funny as I look out and I see the distance, you know. But anyways, God is good. God is good. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful for salvation. I'm thankful for Calvary. Amen. So tonight we're going to talk about studying the Word of God. I'm going to teach a little bit, probably for about 25, 30 minutes, and then we're going to actually um, do a handout here. We'll get to that. So how many of you are thankful for the Word of God tonight? Everybody or just Sister Faber and Sister and Mother Cooper? <laughs> I'm thankful for the Word. I learned to appreciate the word, to understand the word as a new convert. And when, man, this thing keeps going off. As a new in the church and having my babies, and I didn't even share this with anyone. I don't even think I've shared it with my girls. So now, Fredrika, you're going to hear it. Um, I remember Benji, my son, Ben, brother Ben, he had a knot right here on his ear. He was like five years old. You remember that? And I didn't know. I was just... You know, you apostolics was praying and, you know, and saying, do this. So I did it. I did it. So I remember holding him and not knowing what to do. And I just prayed the word, spoke healing. I don't remember what scripture I used at this point, but I remember just quoting a scripture about healing over him as I was holding him. And a couple of days later, it was gone. And now he's 28 and it never came back. Same thing I did. Amen. Same thing I did with Sister Wick Christina. She was a little sickly little child. <laughs> she was always sick. And in the wintertime, I would tell the school, make sure she's bundled up because a little bit of air, she's sick. Like she's in bed. You know, and so we would take her to the hospital. We didn't know what was wrong with her, but she would get sick. And she would constantly get these earaches all the time. And I just remember praying, healing over her. Just praying the word, sitting in my recliner, just praying the word. And I remember the very night God healed her. She was eight years old, and she came running down the hallway. <laughs> she went from being in the bed, being sick, to getting up and running down the hallway, playing with the sister. And she never had an issue like that again. And she was eight years old. So I believe in praying the word of God. I believe in the word of God. There's power in the word of God. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to read this. In a survey conducted by LifeWay Research, it was found that the engagement with the Bible among Americans varies. Out of 1,000 participants surveyed, 11% reported reading the entire Bible at least once, while 9% read it through multiple times. 12% claim they read almost all of the Bible. 15% read at least half. One in 10 individuals admitted to not reading it at all, while 13% have only read a few sentences. 30% reported reading several passages of the Bible. So I'm going to ask us this question. How many of you have more than one Bible in your home? How many have more than two? How many have more than four? 
According to this research, 85% of households own a Bible, and the average household owns 4.3 Bibles. Right? So I think it's safe to say that we are without excuse. We are without excuse when it comes down to reading the Word of God. It's interesting to see that a significant percentage of households own multiple copies of the Bible. This means that many people have the opportunity to engage with the Word of God in various formats, such as physical copies or digital. It's on our iPads. It's on our phone. Amen. Having multiple copies, multiple Bibles available in our homes provide us with a greater accessibility to study and learn from the Scriptures. And it's a privilege that we should not take for granted. It's a privilege that we should not take for granted. How many countries don't even, they can't even have a Bible. So we must never forget that there are no valid excuses to neglect the Word of God. With the multiple copies of the Bible in our homes, we have an incredible opportunity to immerse ourselves in studying Scripture, as well as to share the good news with others. The convenience of assessing of having a Bible, the most significant book in human history, through the touch of a button is on an electronic device is truly remarkable. How many of us just pull out our phones out and we just go to the Word? We even, <laughs> amen, sister. <laughs> it can read to us. The other day I downloaded the, the, what you, the version you was telling us about, such a favor. I was sitting at work and had it going in my ear. It's amazing what we can do and how the Bible is available to us. So we should appreciate this privilege and make sure to use it by reading and studying the Word, gaining wisdom and sharing it with those that are around us, sharing what we gain. The Word of God offers wisdom, insight, and guidance, and is relevant to every aspect in our lives. And it's through the Word of God that we are enlightened and we find conviction and a deeper relationship with our Creator. Prayer and the Word. Prayer and the Word. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to Revelation 22 and 21 is the Word of God. The entire book. Its pages have been divinely breathed upon by the living God Himself. Every verse, chapter, and book written within it carries the authority and power of the Creator. This book is not just, it's just not an old book. It's a testament to God's love. You want to know if he loves you? Get in the book. His wisdom and redemptive plan of humanity. So everyone, hold up your Bible or your device, whatever you have. If the word is hitting in your heart, then lift up your heart. <laughs> and why don't you repeat after me? My responsibility to the written living word of God is to believe it. We got to say it with conviction, y'all. Guard it. Preach it. Honor it. Obey it. Fight for it. Study it. Submit to it. Even when it's hard. <laughs> and I will love it with all of my heart, with all of my mind. And with all of my soul. Now, if you believe that, say amen. 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 
I found that somewhere, and I loved it, so I wrote in my Bible, and I repeat it to myself. Amen. So the Word of God stands unrivaled and unchallenged. The Word of God is the ultimate standard by which all things are measured. It, it remains steadfast through ages, guiding and illuminating my path and your path. We find in Psalms 119 in verse 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, say my feet, and a light unto my path. When we need direction, we go to the word. We can't go to everyone else and say, tell me what I need to do. We go to the word, amen? And I want that light to guide me, especially in this world, filled with uncertainties and shifting values. The word of God will remain a firm foundation offering hope, truth, and salvation. The Word of God is our source of strength and the ultimate truth that guides our lives. So let us agree tonight that this book is a source of our blessings and our victory. It's a wellspring for our, our growth, providing us with the power and guidance and undeniable truth. It's more than enough to meet our every need, and to fulfill every single promise. This book carries the weight of authority and serves as the final word in all matters. By teaching, its teaching brings transformation, amen, and lead us to a life of abundance and fulfillment. How many of you have the word changed your life? Amen. It changes our hearts. John chapter 10, verse 10. The NIV version reads, the thief, the thief's purpose is to steal. That's John 10, 10. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Now, how can we expect to lead a fulfilling and prosperous life if we do not place our trust in the Lord and believe in his teachings? It is getting ourselves in the word and reflecting upon its message that we can truly understand the significance. Without knowledge of scripture, how can we discover the joy and the wisdom it offers? The word of God is rich. And let it be our desire to continue in it and to live by it. Amen. If you want this for yourself, say amen. Amen. We're going to read 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. I would like for everyone to read this out loud, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. All scripture. Amen. It's for the correct me. The word of God completes and equips us unto all good works. It's all we need. And it can come from a study. We get the word from the preaching, from teaching, prayer. A sister or brother in Christ can encourage you in the word. It's all we need. We don't need anything outside of the word of God. We don't need anything outside of God. Amen. It's enough. 
and it's sufficient. I think we all have testimonies where the word of God has been applied to our lives and we've seen it work. We've seen it work. So once again, the Bible serves as a guide, nurturing our knowledge and relationship with God and safeguarding us from being led astray by untruths. We gain understanding of God's ways and are equipped to navigate life's challenges with wisdom and discernment. And it's through the study and application of Scripture that we can experience the transformation power of God's truth. This book is truly a blueprint for our life, and it's the final authority in all matters of doctrine and practices. It is inspired by God and given to man word for word, exactly as God, who is the author, has intended. Let's read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 20 through 21. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. If anyone come to you and try to tell you something outside the book, that's one reason why we have to know the word. So when someone is coming to us with something that's not true, we would know because we know the word. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. I think they were led by the Spirit. Amen. The Bible is indeed the inspired word of God. We can have complete confidence in the word of God and the authority of the word, knowing that it is divinely inspired guide for our lives. The Bible serves not only as our teacher, but also as our source of conviction when we are in error. Its profound truths and teachings have the power to confront and convict us when our thoughts, our attitudes, and our actions deviates from God's standard. Anybody walking perfect? No. We, we, we can have attitudes, right? We can have the wrong thoughts, right? As we engage with Scripture, we must be open and receptive to its correction and allow it to mold and shape our lives according to God's perfect will. It's like a GPS, right? When you put that in and you're going somewhere, you're going the wrong way, what does it do? Rerouting, rerouting, <laughs> rerouting. And it'll keep doing it till it puts you back on track, right? The Bible serves as our guide, correcting and redirecting us when we deviate from the right path. The word convicts us. Don't do it. <laughs> Turn around. That's not my will. That's not my plan. That's not my purpose. The Bible becomes our compass, directing our direction and actions, leading us to live a life that brings honor and glory to him. I want my life to give him glory. Isaiah chapter 55, 8 through 9. And I will be reading from the NIV version. My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. God's thoughts and ways are completely different. Amen? So right now, you think about your life and you think about your future. What are your thoughts about that? What do you see yourself at five years from now? 
right? What do you see yourself? What are your plans? Now think a little bit higher. Because God has more for you than what you think. God has more. We limit our lives. We limit our joy. We limit our fulfillment. We think we know what we want. But when we think about our plans, God says, I'm higher. My thoughts are higher. My ways are higher. What I have for you is more than what you can imagine. Amen? I was thinking about, we, was playing, we were planning on moving, and the Lord just checked me for a little bit. And I had everything all planned, you know, and, and I'm going to stay in Illinois. <laughs> Since Ann thought I was going to go to Arizona, I said, no, I wanted to a long time ago. But the older I get, I'm like, no. <laughs> and so, anyways, I had these plans. My husband and I, we thought about where we're going to move and what we're going to do. And I'm looking at these places. And so, we're gonna, we'll rent for a year. Then we'll buy. Then we'll do this. And then we'll do that. You know? Just us. And I'm looking. And it was like, God says, what are you doing? What are you doing? I know where you're going to go. I know where I'm going to plant you. Everything is about God. Everything is about where he wants us to go. Everything is about his purpose and his plan. Amen? So I had to put a hold on where I'm going to go, where we're going to move. Because in my spirit, now I know when it's, wherever that place is going to be, God's going to open that door right when it's supposed to open. The plans to move, relocate, yes, that's in the works. But only when God say go. Only when God says, this is where you're going to be. Because where he planted my feet, it still has to be in alignment with his word and with his plan and with his purpose. Amen? So as I surrender to his, to his wisdom, I trust that he holds the best path for me, leading to a future filled with purpose, growth, and blessing. So I choose to elevate my thoughts, seeking alignment with his divine will, and eagerly anticipate a future that ex exceeds my greatest expectation. I'm excited about what God's going to do. And as we look around today, this world is filled with ungodly happenings. It is everywhere in our schools, our colleges, our workplaces, some of our homes, our families. We live in a world that is full of noise and distractions. We live in a place where there's selfish, self-centered world where our focus is about ourselves and what we want and what we feel is best for us. So how many will agree with me that living according to God's will should take precedence over pursuing our own desires? We read in Luke 9, 23, it says, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So we should set a time each day to read and meditate on scriptures, allowing it to shape our thoughts, our actions, our attitudes, so it can lead us to be more Christ-like. It's important to be aware of the word, not just a few, not just a few verses that we need in a moment, but we need to know the word, all of the word. Amen. All of the scripture are given to us by God to help us. To effectively apply the word of God to our lives, it is essential to have a profound 
understanding, and knowledge of it. And through this understanding, we gain confidence. We gain faith. We gain assurance to boldly speak and declare the word of God in every situation. We hear pastor all the time, we pray for boldness. We pray for boldness. We pray for boldness. And boldness is just confidence. Confidence comes from what? Knowledge. Knowledge comes from what? Learning. And learning comes from what? A desire to do something. Amen? So let's have a desire for the word. 2 Timothy 2 and 15. I did not give you that, Sister Holly. Paul instructs Timothy to diligently study the word of God. By doing so, Timothy would demonstrate himself as an approved servant of God, a diligent worker who has no reason to be ashamed. This includes the responsibility to rightly divide or accurately interpret the word of God. This verse serves as a reminder for us to engage in earnest study of scriptures to present ourselves as faithful servants of God, correctly handling his truth. So everyone say, I need to get in the book. I need to get in the book. <laughs> oh, the word of God is indeed powerful. When we come into agreement with it, we are able to release the mighty power that it holds. This agreement is done through faith in Jesus' name. And when we do this, we can have the power of the word manifested in our lives. And we can see how it transforms any situation and bring about miraculous results. The Bible says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. And when we come together and agree, Jesus comes right alongside with us. And he's in agreement with us. Can we imagine anything is possible? If we're coming together and we're agreeing in the word, Sister Kim, and we're praying the word, and we're in agreement, and then Jesus comes right, hey, hey I got to get in there too. Can you imagine? Psalms 107, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word and healed them. Jeremiah 23 and 29. Is not my word like a fire, saith the Lord, like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces? You need anything broken tonight? We can speak the word. Do you need the word of God to consume something in your lives tonight? It will. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is living. Everyone say it's living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the division of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. The word of God will not return void. It will accomplish all that it is sent out to do. It's not empty. 
or, or vain. It comes with purpose, and it will accomplish. When God's word is spoken or proclaimed, it will not return without fulfilling the intended purpose for which it was sent. It carries divine authority and power, bringing about the desired results according to his will. Everyone say his will. Not my will, but his will. God's word is effective and reliable. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. I don't think I... God watches over his word to perform it. Amen. The word of God is a powerful force that has been around since the beginning of time. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with who? And the word was? It provides us with the eternal source of faith, hope, and freedom. It's active. And it serves as our spiritual food, nourishing us with strength and courage. And his word is forever settled in heaven, and it's a sure foundation. So what are we standing on tonight? Are we standing believing the word of God? Are we believing what we have in here? What are we believing tonight? Do we allow our thoughts to dictate us our day? Our own thoughts, what we believe to be true? Or do we take those thoughts and align it with the word of God? How hungry are we today? How hungry are we for the word of God today? Are we waking up every day saying, I need to eat? Are we waking up everything is spiritual? Are we waking up every day saying, I'm hungry for the word of God? I'm talking to myself. Or are we waking up saying, I got to get up. I have to get to work. I have to do this. I have to do this. Oh, I have to read my Bible. Let me get my device and let me listen to it while I'm on the way to work. How hungry are we for the word of God? Are we starving or are we just content? It's time to eat this book. Amen. That's literally a book. It's called Eat This Book. It's a Bible study. And you can purchase this, and it teaches you. It takes you into the word. It causes you to have that hunger for the word. Amen? By studying God's word, we can fully enjoy the wisdom God gives and bless our families and our friends. We can share the word of God. Studying scripture is not a task to be taken lightly. It requires dedication. It's hard work. It takes commitment. It takes commitment. Watching television doesn't take commitment. But we can spend hours. Being on social media doesn't take a commitment. But we can be on it for hours. And why do we do that? Because we desire it. Because we like it. Because we like it. 
But how many Bibles do we have? We are without excuse. We are without excuse. I'll just share this. This wasn't even my notes, but I'll share this. The Lord convicted me because I have so many. I have Bibles everywhere. My daddy was a Baptist man. <laughs> I grew up like this. And so I have Bibles everywhere. I have a Bible on my nightstand at the top. I have one at the bottom. And then in my office, I reach over. I think I have three sitting there. I look over at the bookshelf. I have about, I'm serious, I have about four. At work, I have one in my office on the desk. Everywhere. We are without excuse. Think about that for a second. I am without, I have no reason, no excuse not to read the word of God when I have one within hand reach. There are no shortcuts to this process. It takes time and effort to develop knowledge of scripture. It's a continual journey and one never completes. My dad was known as a walking Bible. Just give me a moment to brag on my daddy. That man only watched television one hour a day in the winter. He watched the 6 o'clock news and Sanford and Son at 6.30. Only in the winter, Monday through Friday. That was it. In his bedroom was a Bible. In his car on the front seat was Bibles. Books, if it didn't pertain to the Lord, he did not read it. In the back seat of his car was Sunday school books. In the south, Sister Carrie, you might know a little bit about that from having family in Mississippi. These older homes, the porches from here to there. <laughs> the top, so when it rained, the water never touched the porch. So my dad had a round table full of books. I never seen the man read anything outside of God's word. And I remember when I first was filled with the Holy Ghost, I went home and tried to tell this Baptist man about Jesus' name, baptism. I didn't know nothing. <laughs> All I had was an experience. I didn't know the word, didn't know how to do it. So I was trying to tell him, and he said, well, what verse is it? Just give me a few words. Just say a few words. And that's what I did. And he just started quoting them. And just quoting. This wasn't a man with a high education. He just kept quoting them. I was like, okay, that's the one, Dad. He said, are you sure? I said, yeah, that's the one. And then he'll tell me where it's at. And there it was. I would like to know the word of God like that. But it takes time. It takes commitment. Your heart has to be fixed for the word of God. Nothing else can take its place. He was dedicated to studying the word of God. He was dedicated to knowing the word of God. So therefore, even at his funeral, they called him Dinkin Jones, the walking Bible. He knew the word of God. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. 
and be ready to always, always to give an answer to every man that asks your reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Psalms 119.11. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Joshua 1 and 8. And I'll read it for the NIV version. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it that when you, then you will be prosperous and successful. Psalms 1 and 2. But those delight, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on it day and night. Not sometimes. Not when we feel like it, but day and night, day and night. Now, I understand sometimes scriptures can become boring and dry and confusing when we do not approach it with purpose. We have to understand the why behind our actions is crucial because it helps us stay focused. To maintain our commitment and achieve a goal, we have to know the why of why we do things. And when we have clarity about our purpose, it gives us a sense of direction and enables us to comprehend the reason behind our actions. So with a clear understanding of our motives, it becomes easier to stay committed. So why do we meditate on the word? Why do we study the word? First of all, it's a biblical principle. Amen. We are encountering truth. It grows our faith. We gain wisdom, close relationship with our creator. We get to learn his nature and his purpose. We get to share the word with others. And it empowers us to love and serve others. But the ultimate goal is to know God intimately and be transformed by his word and to bring glory to his name. Amen. The word of God, nothing can, can compare to the word of God. Nothing can compare to the Word of God. And I love and appreciate the Word of God. The Word of God even comes when pastor preaches. It's still the Word of God. When God gives him a specific word for us, it's the Word of God. It's the Word of God. I've learned in time that if he's preaching something, and it might not be for me that mo in that moment, but I receive all of it because one day it will be for me. It's still the Word of God. It's still the word of God. And it's so important for us to understand and know the word of God because the enemy would come and he would try to speak lies to us. And if we don't know the word of God, we become open to those lies and we begin to believe those things. So it's important that we know the word of God. Amen. So tonight what we're going to do, we have a simple, um, and we'll share this with you. I use this sometimes. I'm not going to pass it around because I have personal stuff written in it. <laughs> it's called Scripture Keys for Kingdom Living by Joan Newman Davis. And it's just a book. <laughs> and it's just a book filled with scriptures. You need to get to it really quick. It's just filled with scriptures. Everything's in here. If you want to pray for a particle, praying for boldness, confidence, deliverance, faith, fasting, fear, 
If you fear men, there are scriptures in here to help you to pray out of that. Pride, salvation, everything is in this book. It's a great tool. And when like, you go and you're dealing with something, like I say, if you find that top, that subject, and there's all, and it's King James Version. And so I use this. So we're going to have, we're going to do some homework here. Sister Kim, you want to help me? The Bible study method that I use is called SOAP for my personal study. Scripture, observation, application, and prayer. Anyone need a pen? Judah, want to help Grandma? Please. Anyone need a pen? Brother Judah's going to give you a... Here, baby. Do we have enough? There's lots of methods out there that you that can be used. Thank you. But this one I found, and it's just the one I stuck to. I don't like change. <laughs> and so what you do is on the sheet you have, you have a scripture there. And in your personal, we're going to do that tonight. But when you're home, you find your scripture, you're in your devotion or in your Bible reading, and there's a scripture that stands out, you write that scripture down. And you look in that scripture for observation. And what is that scripture speaking to you in the moment? What is it saying to you? And then we write that down. And then we do a practical application. Then we write, how, is that, how can that scripture apply to your life? How is God speaking to you with that particular scripture? And then prayer, and then we write out a prayer. This is a way to make the scriptures more is more personable, is your personable to you in your study. It's getting in the word of God. It's not just reading the word, but now we're getting in the word. And we're learning the word. And now we are praying the word of God. Amen. So take that. That top one there, it says Jeremiah 29 and 11. And it's the NIV version. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and hope. So we would take this verse. And we're just going to do that page. And if anyone want to share, we're no longer recording. 